I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Recently, I was in Tampa, Florida, where I was able to catch up with my friend, Kenan Bridges, who's a local pastor there. We did it live in front of the audience of a prophetic night, a modern prophetic incredible night. Yes, it was our last one of the year. We did over 37 tour stops, and we did a lot of live podcasting. It was one of the highlights of my, my trips, actually, is to be able to have these conversations of exploring the prophetic in front of a live audience. And Pastor Kenan's amazing because he moves in healing and the miraculous. And he's been doing it as a local pastor, but also traveling around the world. I met him on the Sid Roth show where he actually was the guest host for Sid Roth for my episode. I think it was my third time being on the Sid Roth show. And Keenan did an incredible job of uh, asking questions about my book, God's Secrets, and drawing it out of me. But also, he moves in the words of knowledge himself. He moves in the prophetic in a powerful way. Well, I love our interview that happened in Tampa because he was very vulnerable about just some of the, the hard spaces in ministry, the hard times in ministry, and how God has really had to speak to his heart and solidify things inside of him to keep going in the direction that he feels called to go. And I love how God does that. He, he never leaves us halfway. He always encourages us all the way. Keenan and his wife have an amazing church called Grace and Peace Global Fellowship in Tampa, Florida. They have three children, and I'm so excited for you, our audience, to hear from this incredible man of God. Well, here we go, Keenan Bridges. And before that, we have a few messages for you. I have a brand new show on the CBN network called Exploring the Industry, which is all about the entertainment industry. We're going to be talking to Christians who have a career in one of the entertainment industries in film, television, fashion, music, any of these industries, including sports and video games. And we're going to be asking them questions about how their faith is impacting their industry and also how their mature journey with Christ is affecting their world and the world around them. So come join the conversation. You can watch it on CBN Network on their primetime lineup on both Saturdays and Sunday nights. And you can watch it on YouTube for an extended interview and extended clips. Dr. Kenan Bridges. I met him through Sid Roth Ministries, and he actually interviewed me on one of Sid Roth's shows where Sid Roth couldn't do it. And because of that, we connected, and it's, I just love our connection. Kenan, has, he grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's married to a woman named Gloria. They have five children together. And they came here because they, they came out of a word of the Lord. And I don't know if he's going to share that part, but they came to Tampa um, out of a place that feels like uh, Atlanta was a really good place for you guys to live. You can tell us more. But they came here assigned by God to come into your region. And uh, and Keenan moves in miracles and the power of the Lord. And he's even writing a book about it that will be out um, shortly. And I'm excited about his perspective. Whenever we have talked, I feel like this is a brother. This is, you know, this is someone you learn from. Just their stories are so, him and his wife, their stories are so real and so palatable. So I want to invite you up. Come on up here. And let's just stand for him. Thank him for coming. It's always good to stand in honor for someone that's honorable. Hello, my friend. Come on up. There you go. Thank you. Well, how are you doing? First of all, tell everybody, tell us, kind of frame your life for us in this season, what God's doing and what's going on. Can everybody hear me? How y'all doing tonight? Y'all look good out there tonight. You know, God's doing some amazing things. I, I really feel that 
uh, we're in a season of restitution. And what that means is restoring. You know, I was sharing with somebody uh, the other day about some of the things the Lord has been speaking to me. And restitution is a, is a legal term. And it, it can only be really issued by the courts. You know, restoration can happen outside the court, but restitution can only happen in the courtroom. And, and God was literally, from January of this year till now, the Lord was telling me that he's really bringing restitution to the body of Christ. Yeah, and whatever was lost, whatever was stolen, whatever was defrauded, whatever was, even what we gave away in our ignorance, even things that we forfeited in our sin, the Lord wants to restore us. And so I'm really sensing strongly in my personal life, in the life of my children, in the life of my family, my church, that the Lord is really uh, bringing healing and he's bringing restoration. And so that's kind of been my, my thing. I feel, you know, some people say, well, 2020 is going to be a good year. And my thing is, but 2019 is not over yet. So, so God's good. not done. Yes. Yeah. I love that. God's not done. Yeah. And you have a hashtag breakthrough in your shirt tonight, which yeah. I really love. Is that, what does that mean to you? Or what, where did that come from? Breakthrough? Yeah. Because um, that's our season, our podcast is we're, we're focusing <laughs> on breakthrough. And then you come with a shirt. Yeah, you, you didn't know, know that. You know, it's amazing that um, I, I wrote a book called Invading the Heavens, and I talked about supernatural breakthrough. And for me, I've gone through so many things, so many challenges, so many difficulties. And my whole life story, whether it's me, you know, coming to Tampa, that was a miracle. That was a, I, I didn't plan to come to Tampa. You know, I, not that I don't like Tampa. I love Tampa. But when I first came to Tampa, it was just so different from where I yeah. was from that it was a huge cultural shock. But over time, God began to unfold his plan. And in Genesis 38, it, it's a, a woman named Tamar. And she basically, Tamar is a woman that was wounded. She was defrauded. She was hurt. She was, um, you know, estranged. And yet the Bible says that in the time of her delivery and she gave birth to a son, well, she was pregnant with twins, but the first son came out and he put his arm and they tied a scarlet rope, or, I mean a thread around his yeah. arm. And then the, the second son came out first and the midwife said, how did you break through? And she named the son Ferez, which is breakthrough or to break forth. And that's been my life in this season. It's like there were seasons where the enemy basically had me. You know, he, he had me cornered or he, you know, he was unfolding his plan. And in the midst of that, God would burst forth. Wow. And when he would burst forth, the purpose and plan of God would unfold. And it I would bring that. healing. It would bring restoration. And uh, I really feel, you know, there's a verse where it says that, uh, you know, when they're doing the lineage in scripture. And it says, and Judah begot Perez. That's what it says. The word Judah means praise. And the word Perez means breakthrough. Wow. And it, what, it, what it really means is that praise is what gives birth to breakthrough. That's so good. And, and that's been my story, man. So it's make like, it really personal. Like, tell us a story that actually in your family, your church, in the region, whatever, in your ministry, where there, because I love the, the preach is right. That's like, so obviously we're responding to it. Tell us a story in the breakthrough. 
There's so many stories. I can I can use my family. I believe it. Yeah. Um, you were telling me one about your daughter even recently. Yeah, I'll share that one and then yeah. I'll, I'll I'll backtrack. So um, I have five children, and my children, you know, my daughter, all she, all my children know is church because we've been pastoring ever since they were born. Yeah. My wife was a worship leader when my when my oldest daughter was in her stomach. Wow. And uh, so that's why she came out singing songs and knowing how to do notes and stuff like that. And she plays the piano. But they they got through a season where they weren't really seeking God. They weren't really, they had been through all the church hurt that we had been through. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people wonder why pastors' children stray away from the things of God. I don't think it's always the devil. I think it's the church sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think it's the fact that our children walk through seasons with us. They walk through hurt. They walk through disappointment. They walk yeah. through failure. And they see all the things that we see. And so my children have been really discouraged and disillusioned. And as a recent, a, a recent move of God, my oldest daughter, uh, there was a fire camp here in uh, Thonatasasa, Brandon area. And my daughter went to it. And she was really hungry. And the Lord met her at this camp. Wow. And when he met her at the camp, she caught the fire of God. And when she caught the fire of God, it's funny, the next Sunday she goes to church and all the children in children's ministry, uh, when, the, when the leaders walk in, they're on their faces mm. and they're crying and they're speaking in tongues and they're, they're prophesying. And so now we're seeing a move of God amongst the children. So she's only 11, right? Is she's that 11 correct? years old. So she goes in and leads before the leaders come in. She leads the other kids into the presence of God that she'd experienced. She goes in and lays hands on them, and they receive the fire of God. Wow. And, and they start to, to, to move in the things of the Spirit. So now we're seeing little ones getting filled with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> little ones being born again. Uh, uh, an eight-year-old goes to his mom and says, Mom, I feel like I'm born again. Wow. And she says, what do you mean you feel like you're born again? And he says, well, like when I was in your stomach before, but now I'm big, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> that you know that we're seeing that happen and it's provoking us yeah because i'll be honest with you i went through a season in ministry where i just felt like this is not it you know yeah. I, I i just i was in a dark place and it's funny the bible says out of the mouth of babes and so god used my children to provoke my wife and i and give us a new fire and a new uh, a new zeal for the things of god and so, you know, Satan should have killed me about 10 years ago. You know, he should have killed me last year. But now I've decided that everywhere I go, every person I meet, I'm going to proclaim the kingdom of God. Mm. I'm going to proclaim the goodness of God. And we're going to see miracles and revival take place. Wow. And so that's what we've been seeing. So tell me where the miracle journey started like hearing God's voice and seeing people healed and seeing miraculous things happen. How did that start with you? It's, it started with um, a lot of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I came up, when I was growing up, everybody in my family was sick. Oh, wow. My mom, my, my, my extended family, all I saw was sickness. And, and I was frustrated because we, we talked about healing on Sunday, but nobody got healed. Wow. And, and I said, something's wrong with this. 
And I remember I, I took a class, a, a divine healing class, and the professor, he, he came out and he said, you know, you guys think you know what healing is all about, but you, you don't know anything. Mm. And of course, you know, because I'm a very humble man, um, <laughs> when, when he said that, my flesh rose up and I thought, well, I, I know the Bible. I've read the Bible. And I realized the first class, I, I didn't know anything about healing. And so I went to every scripture in the Bible on healing, and I studied it for six months. I just studied every scripture in the Bible on healing. And then something happened in that six months where I believed, and I was convinced that it was the perfect will of God to heal. Hmm. And what, what my wife and I started doing, we just started taking risks. We would pray for people in our living room. There was a woman who came who had been in a car accident, shattered most of the bones in her body. And uh, we just would pray. We would just thank God and, and, and expect wow. his presence. And the fire of God touches this woman's body, and she's totally healed. The, the metal in her wow. legs is turned into bone. And we start seeing these things over and over and over again. People who were blind started to see. People that were deaf started to hear. And uh, it really it just became a, a theme of ours. And then our children started to understand the heart of God concerning healing and the yeah. miraculous. I'll share a quick testimony. A woman called from England recently, and uh, she, her father was in an induced coma. He was actually wow. in the coma while she was on the phone, and she was hysterical. And so she, she said, I want to talk to Pastor Keenan. I want him to pray for us. And you know, sometimes as pastors, you know, like I've done healing meetings, and there'll be people like, they'll roll people down in wheelchairs and, and they were live streaming when this happened. And I said, if I pray for this person and they don't get healed, it's going to look real bad. And so the person with the wheelchair comes, you're like, okay, anybody with headaches, headaches, headaches. <laughs> and that's what I did. Yes. And uh, I, I remember. So true. <laughs> but I, I remember this woman calling, and I thought to myself, I said, I, I don't know, you know, this is really rough. Her father was about to die. He's in the hospital. He had been through cardiac arrest in an induced coma. The doctor says he's not going to live. So she said, can you pray for him? Wow. And I thought, okay. I said, let's go. Let's just go. So I, I, I said, put, put the phone on him, you know, even though he's in the coma, put the phone to his ear. And she did. And um, we, we prayed. The presence of God went into that room. But nothing happened, mm. you know. She, you know, praise God and thank you for the prayer. And I, you know, I continue to pray. So two days later, we get a message from this woman. My father came out of the coma. He was miraculously healed wow. of his heart condition. Wow. And now he's home. Wow. And so he's, and that's, he's still doing well. I just heard from her a week ago. That's amazing. Yeah, and so I think it's, it's really interesting because um, sometimes God wants to see how desperate we are, and he wants to see how willing we are to press into whatever the season he has for us. Yeah. And, and seasons are determined not by the weather or the calendar, but by the word. Yeah. So whatever the Lord speaks, that's the season he wants us to enter into. And so that's what we've been, honestly. It's like it's been a season of, of everything God's been speaking to us, everything God's been telling us to do. We've been pressing into it. Uh, we've, we've made mistakes along the way, but we keep pressing into what God is saying. 
And he's showing up every time. Well, I'm going to kind of divert us back into okay. something you were talking about earlier. Because I wanted to build that foundation of just the, you guys are, you have raw faith. And then you said something that was like there was a dark time. There was a, a season that was hard. And you also related it to the fact that the church can be hard sometimes. And so I wanted to see if there's any place in that that you could talk to us about. Because I think a lot of people are listening here. A lot of people who might be listening to the podcast that's not live, um, they can relate to that. They can relate to a season that they they still have faith. They still have faith for God to move. They're, they believe, but there's still, there's a gap or there's something that happens. Is there anything in that story that you could talk about? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, we always talk about being delivered from the devil. Yeah. Oh, we always talk about being delivered from evil spirits. Um, but sometimes, what do, you, what do you do when you need to be delivered from your own decisions? Mm. Things that you did, things yeah. that you created, uh, because you weren't hearing God, you weren't listening to God. Or maybe we weren't, um, maybe we weren't heeding what he was telling us. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of this because if you look at Abraham, right? So Abraham, Abram, God tells him he's going to do all these great things. He's going to have all these, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to make you the father of many nations and, and your, your, your seed will be like the sand of the seashore and, and the stars of the sky. And God tells him all of these things. And so instead of letting God fulfill the promise, Abram said, I'm going to help God out. Mm. And in his fear and in his intellect not necessarily you know just this blatant sin per se but but he was he was doing something that was not in faith and so he makes this he makes he makes his decision to go into Hagar and he gives birth to an Ishmael yeah and the Ishmael actually becomes an enemy to the Isaac and so now not only is he delayed in the in the the miracle but now he's created something that's going to to, to fight the promise for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, there were seasons, to be honest with you, and I know pastors, pastors don't really admit that, that they were wrong. They're starting uh, to. They're starting to be vulnerable. Okay. They're okay. starting because, you know, Barna Group just put out a statistic. I don't know if you guys saw this. They did this amazing research with uh, Pepperdine uh, Counseling Department, which was uh, founded by Christians, Pat and Shirley Boone. And they actually did, they quantified statistics that 75% of pastors admit to being discouraged for an extended yeah. season, at least once every 10 years. Yeah. That leads to sometimes depression, the result on pastors' families of being pastors, all these statistics. And there were some that were good, like yeah. pastors stay married more than people who don't, uh, or weren't pastors. But there were so many negative, like they're underpaid, they're overworked, all these things, and that they uh, have negative thoughts that they can't overcome, mm. that create anxiety. So they quantified this because they wanted people to see what pastors were going through. And so I feel like it, because it, it was a psychology department plus the Barna Group, the number one statistic church analysis group, I felt like it gave people more permission to say, I'm going through this too. You yeah. know, hashtag me too on this. Because yeah. like it's like I've, I've gone through that or I, I relate to that or I, I'm not there now, but I was there two years ago. I had no one to talk to, you know. Yeah. And I feel like there's starting to be, and you being vulnerable and saying this, yeah. us saying, I'm going to kind of rip the mask off this. Yeah. And not that you have a bad mask, but just like a, someone's been too private. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. So I, I just wanted to make that commentary because I yeah. feel like this is the kind of thing I want to get to um, because we have to have spiritual intelligence. Yeah. And spiritual intelligence says we're human and we go through hard seasons too. 
Yeah. And we were expected to hide them. But now I feel like that mask is being ripped off. Like, I'm allowed to say I'm kind of going through a breakdown if I am. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I did. I, I, there was just some some bad decisions. There was a, a yeah. bunch of things uh, in there. But in the midst of that, God was faithful because what I love about God is that he can take any mess and he can make it a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. But it depends on our willingness to submit to the process. So true. And that's oftentimes what's challenging is, is, is God sees the end from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't know, I don't know about anybody here, but I, I've been through seasons where it's like, I never forget about two years ago, if, if somewhere in there, I just remember not really feeling my best, you know, like I, I, I wasn't on it. Like I yeah. wasn't hitting all the marks. I wasn't doing all this stuff. And then the blessings of God start flooding in. And I remember having a conversation with God. I said, God, why are you blessing me like this? I, I didn't, you know, I don't feel like I'm worthy. I don't, I don't feel like I'm qualified for it. And he said, you're not. He said, <laughs> he said this, this is not about your goodness. It's about mine. So good. So and, right. and, and one of the things that really, the scripture talks about how the goodness of God leads us to repentance. And it's, it's gazing into the heart of, heart of God and seeing his faithfulness and seeing his goodness. His, 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 God's not just omnipotent, he's omnibenevolent. Mm. He's good all the time. Wow. And I know, seriously. We'll say that one more time. Okay, we'll say, say that it again. God's not just omnipotent, but he's omnibenevolent. He's all that. good all the time. He can't help it. It's who he is. And it's something about that that changes us. Yeah. And I love what you were sharing earlier about when, when you look at the prophetic, it's about releasing the heart of God. Yeah. It's not about showing people where they are. It's about showing people who they are. So good. And what God intends for them and, and who he intends for them to be. And I'm just thankful, uh, Sean. Honestly, sometimes I just cry. You know, I'm driving in my car and I'm just weeping because I know the journey. I know the process. I know how faithful God has been. And uh, I know that he sees the end from the beginning, which means he's, he never starts a project until it's already completed. I'm going to let that sit for a second. I know. That's a good one. Wow. Which the encouragement is that if, if God is already working on you, if he's working in your life, it means he's already seen your finish. That is so good. Which means that you should be encouraged. That is so good. Yeah. You should be encouraged. And so I'm encouraged. Um, I thank God of what he's doing in my wife. My wife ministry is starting to really explode. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> you know, when people are asking me for, you know, her information to invite her to speak. Exactly. And I don't mind being the secretary like that, but we're just, we're just seeing such a move of God in our, in our family, in our ministry. And I'm just excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell me, thank you for sharing all that. And yeah. tell me this, because I like to put people on the spot. What is the riskiest thing either in your life or in the most recent season that God's asked you to do and you actually obeyed, whether it's about your life and about finances or it's a word for somebody or it's a miracle, whatever it is. Wow. One of the riskiest things God told me to do, I was in um, Madeira, California, and uh, a woman came that had uh, cerebral palsy from birth. Mm. 
And her son brought her about. She come from Southern California, so she came several hours to the meeting. And uh, everybody's watching. Because it's one of those things, when, anytime somebody comes to the front, then everybody's looking at you like, okay, what you, what you going to do? Totally. Yeah. And so when this woman came, she, she couldn't walk. They're carrying her. And God told me to do one thing. He said, just tell her that she can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. Mm. He said, don't, don't lay hands on her anything. And so I, I just kept saying the same thing over and over and over again. You can do all things through Christ. I just whispered in her ear, you can do all things through Christ. You can do all things through Christ. And, you know, the most amazing thing happened, nothing. But God said, keep saying it. And so I just kept, I said, you can do all things through Christ. You can do all things through Christ. And then God told me, she had, she had like this, this apparatus that she was using. He said, take it out of her hand. I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> this is risky. Oh, Jesus. So I, 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 you know, I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of guy, so I just snatched it out of her hand. And I was thinking to myself, lawsuit. But then, <laughs> but then I, I said, okay, Lord. It was like stepping out on water. And I said to the woman, I said, listen, you're going to walk. I said, you can do all things through Christ. I said, now step out to me. And she took, she, she literally is, is spazzing out. And I said, okay. And the Lord said, keep saying it. Just keep saying it. And finally, as I kept saying it, her legs began to get stronger. Yeah. And she took a step. And as she took a step, I kept whispering in her ear. And then I began to speak it louder in her ear. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and we were both walking together wow. while I was saying it in her ear. Wow. And finally, we were running through the church together. Oh, my together, gosh. You know? So... It, it, really, it really was encouraging because faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Yes, it is. And uh, I feel like this is that season where God wants us to step out. He wants us to change our mind. And if we do, we'll see restitution. See, and some of you are hearing that. And it's about to be your turn to take that kind of a radical risk. And, yeah. You know, I, I've heard both the glory stories of that kind of risk and the hard stories of that kind of risk that didn't work out. And I've been part of the glory stories that worked out and a couple ones that didn't. Trying, you know, just trying to do something. And I love that yeah. you say faith is spelled risk and that you took that risk because it changed her forever. Yes. And it ultimately changes you forever. Yes. That's what I love about moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If we allow it to, it will change us. Amen. You know, to be more like him. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank, thank you. you for this whole story. Thank you. So appreciate you. It's so good. Thank you. Bless you, my friend. Bless you. I want to say this. This isn't for the podcast, but I just felt like um, I was saying this in the back room to you. I, I felt like I just I kept seeing in Tampa, I kept seeing this landing strip that God's building to bring in entertainment culture here more for specifically athletes and some training and stuff. But I felt like I felt like there's gonna be a lot of athletes that visit the city for different reasons. It's gonna be known reasons, not just obscure reasons. And I just felt like God was giving you like he's he's giving you a place of influence for entertainment. And you've talked to me a little bit about it, but I saw it's like he's restructuring your time over the next two or three years. And even the way you guys do your income, the way you guys do church, he's going to restructure a lot of things because he wants to free you to be a coach and a counselor and a spiritual advisor to many people. And I saw the Lord giving you a new model of how to raise up your leadership in this next season that would be mm -hmm. different than what you've been doing so far. Yeah. I saw like your whole model as a church going on the table where God could reconstruct it. And it wasn't he was taking anything apart. He was just moving. Like it's mm -hmm. like 
you have all the right rooms or just not in the right order. Yeah. And I feel like he's just changing it all so that it works for you and it works for your what you're building here in Tampa, but it also works for your worldwide calling. Yeah. And I'm really excited for you. I'm really excited yeah. about this next season because I see like there's a divine energy you're going to get by giving his divine energy to the to the um, people that you're called to in this tribe and the stream of entertainers Amen. and athletes. So I bless that. I pray that you'd multiply God. Thank you for all the signposts. But Lord, I see that he's going to spend a portion of his time in the arts entertainment industry. And I pray that you would give him that time, give him wisdom over that time. So it doesn't just happen because people invite him into it, but it happens because you're activating his faith towards it, God, that he would take steps of faith towards it, even before it's fully uh, fleshed out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, my friend. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? And I love this question and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things. But the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time, especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Transiting God Mentoring Platform. And this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's going to answer your questions. And you will have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't want to miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly, you're going to get all these videos every week into your mailbox. And I know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with. Okay, come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlsministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.